Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. You mean Russian? No, I'm talking about the '60s. I don't oh. know. Like they would have, uh, World War II would have been fresh in Gene Roddenberry's mind. Yeah, but if we're talking about the '60s, it would have been Cold War. Yeah. So it would have been Russian. Maybe the Romulans are Russian. I think everybody who is not Earthling is Russian. <laughs> Probably that's true. But Gene Roddenberry was kind of above. Was he though? Shit, like the Cold he was War. product of his time. What? Even if he was what are you kid. talking about? The six, the Star Trek was all political. It's all no. I mean, but like he, it was all about like a better future and shit. So I don't think he was basing all the aliens off of one group of one nation, one super nation. Oh, anyway, interesting. Are you the interesting Gene Roddenberry? Theory. No, you're not. We don't know what he was thinking. Let me tweet his son. Here you go. To be uh-huh. fair, I don't know. Tweeting his son is really effective. I don't know if I could tell you what my dad is thinking about things. That's true. No, there's a thinking. documentary by his son about how much he hates Star Trek. And at, he never appreciated his dad because his dad was never around. He was always working on Star Trek. And he was trying to learn how to love his dad who had already passed as, an, as him being an adult by investigating why people like Star Trek so much. Kind of reminds me of, uh, what's it called? Uh, jobs, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs. I was trying to remember which 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 jobs <laughs> documentary because there's two Steve Jobs documentary. Sure. One is Jobs and one is Steve Jobs. I was yeah. talking about Steve Jobs, the one with uh, Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. The so whole, not like, documentary. Subplot. You, I thought you said no, no. Talking, I thought you were talking about these two, but you said documentary. Is this about his kid? Yeah. Well, yeah. Lisa and I like that whole thing where he was just a total dick to her. Yeah. I, I watched it's Gosh. really good. Like, and the way they, they culminate it, obviously, uh, dramatized and not accurate. Dramatized. What the fuck was that? Dramatized and not accurate. English is a beautiful and, language. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> That's exactly. It's a beautiful language. <laughs> dramatized. I think you're leaning too hard in a Dr. Jammer role. I think Dr. so. Dr. Jammer linguist over here. <laughs> I don't know how mispronounced stuff on this show. So let's talk about some actual news. Uh, welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, <laughs> the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online. Uh, Jammer joined us midstream as Nick and I were talking about uh, the uh, season finale of Discovery and the ongoing Star Trek Picard. But we actually have some Star Trek news. In addition, Oh, great. To- I can silence myself. I'll be right back. You can, you can fuck off again. So in addition <laughs> to that, we're going to be reviewing Turning Red. And we've got like a and Adam Project, Star Trek, right? Star Wars news. Are we doing both? I didn't watch that. Oh, I almost didn't watch Turning Red, but no, yeah, I, I, watch, I thought I did, we, we I said we maybe watch both. Well, we can do Turning Red. Maybe say a word or two about the project. Did we say there? Did you say that? I don't know. I thought we never decided for sure, and it was just like, well, watch both. Who knows? It doesn't matter. I've seen Turning. I'm going to go to the Slack. <laughs> you know what? While you're doing that, I'm going to go to the Slack. Let's see. Doing what? What do you mean what? I'm going to go to the Slack. That's- there's there's a we watching Turning Red this week. That's from Jammer, and I was oh. like, yup. Oh, I think, yeah, maybe in person we said maybe both, but 
I think you're just making stuff up. I'm looking at the evidence right now. Maybe have it out of it. You just, I think you're just making stuff up. Jammer, are you, are you, were you listening to any of that while you fucked off for a bit? I can see where the confusion lies. I think initially we said we we're going to decide between the Atom Project and Turning Red. Mm-hmm. And then we'd figure it out later. And then in that Slack, I said, we do Turning Red? And we said, yes. And I was like, awesome. Okay. Well, I watched them both, so set. How was it? I, I, I did not. Down. I did not watch the Adam Project. Oh, you did. I'll watch it eventually. No, no. just you. <laughs> well, I thought you know, Jammer was at least watch it because you guys seem more interested in it than me. And like I said, I only watched it because of the podcast, and I liked it a lot. It made me cry because it's about father son issues. Okay, so, so is that, that's a thumbs up. Would you recommend it? Yeah, it's not great, but it is more of a Ryan Reynolds movie than I like. The trailer kind of downplayed the Ryan Reynolds humor, which is okay. there. Um, it's a little bit more dr- it's dramatic with high, not necessarily higher stakes, but more dramatic. Uh, so he saw Donna's in it, which I didn't know. And I was like, get this woman a Star Wars. She's in like every sci-fi thing ever. And um, that makes me want her not to get a Star Wars, though, because like, I just she's she's doing fine. She doesn't need a Star Wars. I know, but it'd just be fun to see her like in every <laughs> she's she in every Star Trek. She's, she's already in everything. Yeah, <laughs> she's Marvel in space. But she um, was in Pirates of the Caribbean. She's in like I didn't know that huge franchise. Was yeah, she was that one role that had like 10 lines in the first movie. Yeah. Oh, she was in the first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who she was. She was the one then. in one of the, the one of the ship. Oh, okay. I didn't know who she was until Star Trek. Yeah. So yeah, she was the one she like punched him or something or kicked yeah, him in the balls. Yeah. Like, you stole my boat. But yeah. the other only last thing I'll say about Adam Project is the kid is fantastic and his dialogue is obviously all written like it's a young ryan reynolds he's really snarky and like you can picture all the dialogue coming off ryan reynolds voice and he does great like cadence he sounds so like here's ryan part reynolds. of the reason why uh the reason that he got the part allegedly is because he memorized all of deadpool, deadpool. too and so he was able to repeat all of those lines. So it's a good thing that you like the Adam Project because the director of the Adam Project has been tapped to direct Deadpool 3. So Sean Levy is going to be doing that. One of the things I found interesting about the story is I didn't realize this and I probably should have assumed it. Deadpool and Deadpool 2 are the highest grossing X-Men universe movies, which is pretty interesting considering how people are just clamoring for more X-Men and deadpool people are also clamoring for more deadpool. just shy of they are but when we want to see first most people say i want to see feel deadpool like first. generally speaking i hear more people talking about wolverine and wanting more of that than they do but that's because uh, deadpool. people are interested in who they would recast as wolverine disagree i would i don't know like that's the most interesting part of wolverine to me is like who do you get to follow hugh jackman yes to you i'm saying i think generally speaking more people are like more interested in the x-men seeing the character logan yeah yeah that's just me i could be wrong but the dollars are definitely in deadpool's favor but anyway there's no date on it and the last time we got a deadpool movie was in 2018 so uh it is nice to know that they are at least moving forward with this and to throw in some other news my guess would be 2024 is when we're getting it Sean well, Levy's a great choice. Well, he also did Free Guy, obviously. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. the reason uh, Real Steel kept... with Hugh Jackman. Oh, did he do that too? I know he he's, did I Real he's Steel. been directing for decades. Sockum Bockum Robots. He also does like the most sock'em. episodes. Is of it Rockum Sockum? I don't fucking remember. Rockum Sockum. What did no. I say? Sockum Sockum? Sockum Bockum. <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck you said. <laughs> English is said. a beautiful language. <laughs> it is. 
I was gonna say uh, he also the, the Anne project had a kind of an Amblin fail, and yeah, it looked like it he would. directed multiple. I think he's directed the most Stranger Thing episodes besides the Duffer mm. Brothers. He's a big um, part of that world. So. He's a, the other thing that the makes that news kind of interesting yeah. though is so we have been trying to figure out what Disney was going to do with this property for a while, right? So there were there was concern about the rated R nature. Are they going to water it down? Now that they own Fox, how is that going to work? And so now we've got the Netflix Marvel shows on Disney Plus. And so there's less of a parental concern. Wall. Yeah, there's less of a concern about that, um, at least from people. So now it seems like you probably are going to get a rated, rated R Deadpool. Um, and it's, it's just going to be steam ahead, right? Full steam ahead. So I, I, also, I think all of that news Also, regarding Sean Levy. What's up? He also directed episodes of the famous Chit Jackson, which is <laughs> the best Disney Channel original show that has yet to show up on Disney Plus. I will say that. Yeah, it was also the original movie. He what? did Re- like, yeah. like five years ago. He like committed suicide. I think. Yeah, maybe that's why they haven't. I don't know that if I think makes no sense not to. Yeah, I mean, if they put Brink on there, they should have the famous Jet Jackson movie. That was my favorite Disney Channel original. What does movie. Brink have to do with anything? Wasn't Brink a Disney Channel original movie? What does that have to do with Jet Jackson, though? I don't know, because I actually like Jet Jackson more than Brink. <laughs> Welcome to the mind of Nick. <laughs> it was funny during his birthday a few weeks ago. There were definitely these random tangents he would go on that came out of nowhere. And all of his friends, I could tell, were just used to it. And I still am not. Where I'm just like, hold on. What the fuck are you talking about? And they would I'm just like appreciated that I would come be like, on, come on, mate. stop the entire birthday. conversation. Because I need him to explain where he came from with whatever comment that he made because I did not follow. It's just snaps. This is just firing in all different directions that make yeah. no sense. You've seen it on the show. Come on. Anyways, I interrupted you, Jonesy. Do you remember what you were saying? <laughs> Probably. I was going to indulge the mind of Nick and talk a little bit more Star Trek. Uh, so we did you shake your head? <laughs> so we've got uh, news coming out of the second season of Strange New Worlds. Before the first season has even dropped, they have cast a young, younger, a y- I don't even know what the fuck to call him anymore. Uh, so there is a new James Kirk that has been cast. His name is, what was his name? Wesley, Paul Wesley. I, I don't recognize the actor. So he from, has been in a few it. things. Yeah, he's been in things that I don't think any of us have really watched. Maybe Jammer likes Vampire Diaries, uh, <laughs> but he's also been in Tell Me a Story <laughs> and uh, History of Evil. That's the next thing he's going to be in. Um, And so this kind of goes into that conversation that Nick, you and I were having about the Star Trek timeline. I feel like regardless of where they say that this show is taking place, they've kind of like expanded and contracted this timeline because you remember the way they pitched Discovery when they were first advertising was like 10 years before all of this stuff. And then in the second season, now we've got Pike. And then if everything is flowing the same way, then that means that what, six years-ish before that was supposed to happen, we're getting another version of Kirk already, Kirk and the Enterprise. Well, and he so- probably wouldn't have started as captain. He could just be in, in the, on the con in that picture or just the pictures taken to look cool. Like, you know, yeah. like if, if, you know, number one, Spock and uh, Captain Pike go down to Earth, maybe so- he's the helmsman. But the thing is, the he never served as he never served on the Enterprise as Pike's anything, right? 
except in that movie for like that five minutes. That was that. And that was in a different timeline. Um, I, and the original been clear about that, have they? they never, do they say outright that he took over as captain? I mean, because like obviously he's not in the Gary Mitchell. I mean, the, the original pilot. Correct. Um, but I mean, neither is Bones isn't even in the second pilot. Nope. But it doesn't mean he wasn't serving on the ship somewhere and he wasn't that important. I don't think he was. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Um, and then the other thing that they're doing with this series is they're also possibly going to introduce Khan Noon Singh, which also is problematic because there is a that doesn't work. another character named La'an Noon Singh. And they have not said what her relationship is to Khan Noon Singh. But the thing that makes it problematic is in Star Trek 2, there was never any conversation with Spock about who Khan was or anything of that nature like oh i know his sister or daughter or whatever the hell she is going to be and then you remember they made a big deal in um into darkness where they called old spock and old spock had to be like hey this is who this person is they're horrific and so now it seems like in neither established timeline do we know who this character is so it'll be interesting to see how they yeah. how they work that out. Canon is a hell of a thing. I'm I'm not too stressed out about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not stressed out about I it. I don't really care. I do find it to be interesting. I mean, so we're in a different we'll timeline in Picard only because of messing with the past, which is yeah. I do we'll love see. they reference the Enterprise and they're like, we're gonna slingshot around the sun. It's like, but we don't have Spock. It's like we have the Boar Queen. We got the Boar. We trust her. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they use. I'm curious if they are going to ever collapse these timelines. There's no reason to have multiple Star Trek timelines. And so they could either use this next Star Trek movie or they could use Picard to just collapse these timelines and like go back to normal. Yeah. And like, I have multiverse. I meant Marvel, of course. (laughs) Yeah. So like, was it Secret Wars? What was the one, the Marvel comic book where they ended up collapsing the universe? Yeah, Secret Wars brought Ultimates. And like yeah. Miles Morales and stuff, and Nick Fury. Well, no, they made they made Nick Fury black in the uh, normal six one six universe long before they collapsed the universes, and they yeah have some offshoot line about it somewhere. It's like meh. Doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, they swap people look more like the movies all the time. It's not like they have to explain. Yeah, race swaps. So it'll be interesting, and the fact that nobody from the new. Star Trek four has any idea of what's going on. Um, it sounded like even the announcement that they were making a Star Trek four surprised all of them. And none they're of them on board until this point have seen they're all on board. They're all super excited about it. Chris Pine talked about how excited he was, but when yeah. this was first announced, none of them knew. No, when they announced Star Trek four, none of us knew if it, when they, they announced a Star Trek film a few years ago and we didn't even know. No, no, it was no. Theatrical. I'm talking about, I'm talking about in February of this year when they were like, Hey, yeah. we're making a new movie no one that is the star of that movie knew i, I know i agree but like even when they they announced this an agreement writing for lrm i know that is a fact but i remember they announced the star trek film and they were like will it be a discovery film will it be in this is even yeah, after tarantino they were talking about tarantino they were talking about um oh noah God. holloway noah holloway yeah. so oh, i'm probably saying it wrong you are holloway Holly, it's Holly, uh, Dam- Holly. Dam- I know I it. said it wrong again intentionally. Holly, phonics, hooked on phonics. English is a beautiful language. <laughs> yeah, none of the stars knew, and so we'll see what happens going forward. But they can find. I time think they could pick. use one of these opportunities to fix the timeline. They could find 
time to get Carl Urban on set because like I think they're already shooting the boys season three or season four later in a few months he said this week so I mean there's no way they're gonna get this movie behind cameras or in front of cameras until this time next year at the earliest so it's supposed to come out next year isn't it I don't 2023 <laughs> Christmas so the Star it. Trek film the hope is that they're gonna start shooting um in order to make a fall of next year yeah release. that's not gonna happen sounds before mission impossible so december happen, december 22nd 2023 is the date that they're looking at i agree with jammer i mean scripts they said the Don't script set is, a release date. script is currently being worked on you gotta set yeah. a release date yeah but no um, it should have been done not this far after after all the hemming and hawing this franchise right. the script should have been done so that should have been the decision point, right? The decision yeah. point should have been like, what are we going to do with this franchise? We don't know. We don't like what we've seen. Audiences didn't like what they saw. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, here's a really good script. Let's do that. As opposed to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, I don't know. I don't even know how you describe it. Like brute force. I mean, I don't mind movie. what they're doing. They just shouldn't have announced a release date until after the script was done. Especially sure. when that's before Mission Impossible 8, which is in production. <laughs> or before I like they how he schedule all of the stars. Nick Nick measures things in Mission Impossible. Well, because it's like, like <laughs> they, they, they announced no the Star Trek movie. There is no reason to associate that, that no, with Mission it's Impossible. Paramount. It's Paramount, and they oh, announced okay. the Star Trek movie that hasn't even been written that will come out before a film that's in production. On a yeah. scale okay. of one to nine MIs, how MI is this? <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. Well, I think we're only getting know. eight, so eight MIs. Yeah, without, know. without a script, I feel like we are getting ghost protocoled. So, <laughs> see, we'll see. Guys, we're gonna move on. Thing. It is a sex <laughs> thing. Said, you just got ghost protocoled. You just got ghost. You don't even say. It. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I woke up your microphone. <laughs> I, I blew woke all up right. in a funk. I blew all right. So uh, thank you guys. I'm already happier. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. It's yeah. These are always these always make me happy, especially when I can fully concentrate and not feel like I'm constantly like work. What's what are you talking about? You've been eating a sandwich the last 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, that's probably what made me happier. Nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back after missing a week. You won't like me when I'm hungry. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, ready to move on some Star Wars? Something Jammer can fully, fully engage in. Yeah, I am All ready. Right. All right. Engage. So apparently Darth Maul has been cut from the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um, <gasps> we are getting conflicting information about the rationale as to why. So Hollywood Reporter is saying that this is a creative overhaul of the project that had more to do with the fact that they did not like that it was hemming too closely to the Mandalorian. They've said right, that in the past, the, I think. Who has said what in the past? Haven't we heard that story like month, like before, when they were still in the writing phase where they're like, no, know. we're switching people and we're having all the Maybe you know like if that. you let me finish the story. Okay. <laughs> so they said that it was him too closely to Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, and so it was basically Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out of hiding to protect a young Luke Skywalker. And he said that was too similar to uh Din Djarin and uh Baby Yoda and they didn't like that so Filoni came along and was like hey why don't you get you some Vader in there and why don't you take another one of my Rebels era uh Inquisitors and stick stuff that in there and 
while it's kind of interesting, the the dark horse story out there, as reported by LRM like two years ago, was the fact that Ray Park's Instagram post is the cause of this, that there was speculation even back then that he was going to be cut from this project because uh, he posted some very sexually explicit Instagram posts, uh, some of it involving revenge porn that involved his wife, allegedly, and things of that nature. Like it was, it was wild, um, kind of yeah. all over the place. Really so quick, at the time we reported that, <clears throat> we didn't know what he'd be coming in as. All we knew from our source was that they were planning to bring Darth Maul into the TV show live action from Solo in some way. Um, yeah, it was following Solo, yeah, I guess. <clears throat> but following that, they were like, mm, nah, we're not going to do that. We didn't know back then if it meant they'd recast Darth Maul or if it would be they're just not going to include Darth Maul. But now it sounds like this is more information on that front a couple years later. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't surprise me if it was both, yeah. right? I think that there was probably a hint of, eh, this is too similar to what we're already doing. Oh, yeah, we can't do with this guy anymore what we were originally going to do and so we are hearing the uh the sanitized version of the story that it was just a creative i lied i lied i lied so back then in 2020 we heard that they've decided to move forward with darth maul without ray park Mm. maybe that's changed since then well i just think seems like it even though isn't his story already wrapped up with obi-wan i guess it's wrapped up afterwards i've seen pictures from Clone Wars. I mean, you can or always bring in more. You can always well, bring I, in more. I guess. What do you mean? Is he like? I don't think he died in any of didn't those. Didn't he get killed by Kenobi? But it's gray haired yes. Kenobi killed him. Yeah, he gets killed uh, at oh. the Rebels, end of Rebels <clears throat> by Kenobi. And Rebels on takes place right? after. Right before. When is, when is Rebels take place? So Rebels takes place after uh, Return of the Jedi. No. And oh wait, after Clone Wars and before. Uh, a new order 66 it's like right right before that that's the timeline it goes farther than the timeline than clone wars goes at the yeah at the very very end rebels because clone wars clone wars is between two and three oh wait no yeah i'm having a moment oh shit god damn it i'm getting confused by star wars rebels (laughs) comes after yeah man resistance resistance comes after jedi i didn't even watch resistance that's the one that's after jedi so I'm like, here, that pulling up the right. fucking timeline. So Thank you. Talk I'm about struggling. Intelligently. Rebels Ugh. takes place before New Hope. And Thank Obi-Wan and... takes place between before Rebels, I'm assuming, because he doesn't have gray hair yet. Uh, Maybe. Well, I don't know. We don't know yet. For well, sure. yeah, so it has to because like... we've got a young Skywalker, right? But we, 10-year-old we Luke or whatever. Did we see Skywalker in Rebels? Yes. Oh, no. We did. No, we didn't. Okay. Well, then we don't know then when it takes place, when the timeline is. So well, we it's about case, 10 so... years before uh, New Hope of Luke's about. Okay, to... let's go back to the Does he die? Does he kill Maul in Rebels? Yes. In Rebels specifically, 100% you're sure about that? Yes. So there is still possibility for, or there was. This is before that. They for him had there. another fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Just like Vader. Same thing as Vader. We know the other room are going to die, but you're getting one of Star Wars' favorite big bads back. Yeah, so it was just like I think it happened on Tatooine as well. Mm-hmm. Took us a lot pictures, to get there, guys. So. We did it. Took I we, know, we like there, you know what? <laughs> you know what happened there. in my head? My brain conflated Clone Wars and Rebels for like half a minute. They were the same show, and I was like, "Wait a minute, 
they're not they're definitely it happens it happens to the best of us and the worst of us and the worst of us which is danny since he's not here to defend himself anyway you guys ready to move on on? oh yeah so the is that all the Star Wars news, or is that all we have to say about that particular? That is, I'm sorry, I did not ask you guys what you thought. So that that whole detour about what is the timeline? What do you guys think about moving on from Darth Maul? And it sounds like we're getting um, a replacement in Darth Vader. I, I think, think it makes sense. Like I, I just I don't need Darth Maul. Like I just don't need him. Whatever. You didn't watch the cartoons though. Yeah, I don't care. I still wish I we'd gotten more of him care. in live action. He was so wasted in the Phantom Menace. He should have been he in the whole trilogy. I agree. But it's been too long. It's been too long. It's just been, I just don't care. Let's, let's do something new. Obviously, what are you talking about? He was in the Phantom not new. That was surprising. I know. And I know Vader isn't new, but uh, I don't need Maul in my opinion. And then, honestly, you know, maybe you could save him for the eventual inevitable solo spinoff series. Like a Kira series happen. or something, like a what? Yeah, or Kira series. Well, they're doing Lando. Like they have Darth Maul being. Lando. Are they? They had the syndicate. That's one of the shows they officially announced, wasn't it? On one of Is their. Uh, I don't know. I think it was. Yeah. That was when I was most. Ex- it was the same time they announced like the Alkalite and like Obi Wan and a bunch of other. Shows. I don't remember Lando being a show. Hold on. Let's... They even have a logo for it. But we don't know if. It's... Is it called Lando? I hate. Okay, can we talk about? How much I hate the names. The naming conventions are just Obi Wan Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi, Andor, Andor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now you understand my confusion. Like two minutes ago, of like, wait, are these the same show? No, but they're just boring. They're just like, like the what's the the. I have the same problem with the Marvel shows. Some of them, not all of them. Like um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Too many the 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 does up in that bitch. And then you have uh, what is the one? that echo it's just echo like it's just, that's, that's i know i don't names. like that all the I movies don't like are it. that too i don't First like movies it. just called iron man it's not like i iron don't man like it i don't captain have to Amer- like it nick that's what the comics are called too so anyway don't captain america the and question. the winter soldier <laughs> i don't give a shit nick yes there is an upcoming show um there's an upcoming lando show and it's going to be a disney plus show so the yeah. answer is yes and this got announced uh, two years ago. This is probably why you don't remember. It got announced with everything God, else yeah, really we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So actually, uh, year and a year and a year and a quarter, year and a quarter, not not quite two years ago. But you know what? Pandemic time don't really count. Jesus. So while this is the end of the uh, the Darth Maul news, or Nick, did you have more to say? No. Okay. Um. And the only thing I think I'll add to it is I, I'm slightly disappointed because I'm kind of tired of Vader as being like a boogeyman and it would have been nice to get more expounded on in mall and live action, mm. even though we've gotten that. If you watch the cartoons, I feel like people who didn't get that are missing out, but that's the only, I just love, yeah, the fact I agree that, with that. I agree with that too. Um, I also, two things, a, I still don't understand why Darth Maul turned on his lightsaber over the hologram because you wouldn't know he so was long. otherwise like that was because it was a terrible her. movie that is the answer <laughs> the answer is it's a terrible movie it's like that's always the answer <laughs> anytime anyway, the words come out off. of your mouth that are like why in solo did they because it's a terrible movie that's the answer <laughs> fuck you it's, it's okay, a garbage so ass movie the other what thing else? 
What? I don't understand how Hayden Christensen is going to be utilized in this movie or in the show. So uh, I because it's the, I, it goes back to Revenge of the Sith. He just to, wanted right? to be in the suit. He just wanted to be in the suit. He didn't care. It wasn't like you're ever going to see his face or hear his actual voice. I distinctly remember in Revenge of the Sith, he was like, I just want to be in the suit. I bet they'll do and a was flashback he? or something. Yeah, yeah, he was, was one he wearing in the, suit? the suit in that. Yeah, in that awful shot, no. that awful scene. <clears throat> the but okay, so so they'll be in the suit. I think so. They have. I haven't seen the show. They, he'll be in the suit, and they won't use his voice. Well, someone there has to be him, flashbacks. Will you right? take the mask off? And I'm like, no, it'll kill him. And then he like does like a, I don't know, like a very suspicious like. I mean, it like, won't kill him instantly. That's true. I just remember the line in Return of the Jedi. Like, but you'll die. Well, because he's already injured That's for true. some reason. Take it he's off wheezing and from the, the electricity. That's true. He got zapped good. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that the idea is that the being out of the suit would kill him instantly. He's You're right, because he takes die. off the helmet in Empire. We never yeah. see and then his he has face. That, he has that his little, his little egg. Yeah, he has his little harmonica. Little, he's, he's got his little egg. His, yeah, his he's in the egg, egg when harmonica. they take his helmet off. Yeah. So, um, anything else? The egg in the Obi Wan Kenobi TV series. I want to grow legs just, and like. Just call the show called Egghead. That's it. That's the name of the show. Egghead. So Star moving Wars, on Egghead. from from Egghead speculative Star, Star Wars, Wars news to more speculative Star Wars <clears throat> news. There's a rumor out there that Damon Lindelof will be doing a Star Wars movie, and so we don't know anything. Are you shaking your head? Why are you shaking your head? Oh, I was waiting for you to finish before I said anything. You can continue expositing, and then I can respond. Okie dokie. Uh, so <laughs> you'll you'll know Damon Lindelof from. Um, are you still okay? From Watchmen, which is the last big project that he did. So if you're a fan of that, then hopefully we'll we'll get to see more of that. If this even actually happens, and he was also involved in Lost. Jesus Christ. Okay, what? What? I'm waiting for you to finish. I. I am Don't being do visual quiet. things then that in- interrupt. This is, is, this, is like, this is a visual medium. I'm for no, us. this is not for a visual medium for us. Head. No, no, this is not a visual medium. This is an audio medium. So it means that you have to not acknowledge these things and just continue on. I'll speak when I've been, you know, given Your prompts. Big noggin is too like I can't not see it just like moving, doing the east-west on my screen. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's a possibility that this individual who is a showrunner for Lost and Watchmen is going to be directing a Star Wars movie. We know no other facts about it other than that possibility. Jammer, what? Which what? This is a what? bad idea. This is a bad <laughs> idea. <clears throat> Not that Let's I hey, have anything. I don't have anything against Lindelof. I think he's talented. I think Watchmen was amazing. I think Lost was okay, whatever. I didn't really got into it that much, but he clearly has talent. He also probably has a vision and it probably, if it doesn't perfectly sync up with Star Wars, Lucasfilm and what they want, he will join the many directors that have been cast to the wayside for having an overbearing vision that maybe does not fall in line completely with what they already want at Lucasfilm. You think Kathleen so, Kennedy has like a Sarlacc pit next to her desk where she just destroys <laughs> directors where no, they digested for a thousand years? Does she turn them in? And we see robot versions of Chris Miller and Phil Lord. <laughs> That's who's been making all this, the Spider-Man movies and Mitchell's yeah, movies. Sure. Been Kathleen robot Kennedy versions. controlled robots and she can't even take credit even though those are the good... <laughs> That's better than the stuff she's making on the big no, screen. No, I just think... Uh, 
I hope at the very least that they've had these conversations and have like talked over. I hope they talked things out and have been like, hey, this is what we have in mind. Does your idea fall in line with it? <laughs> yes, it does. Here is why in a presentation it falls directly within it. And this is where this thing's gonna go. And then they say, okay, we're on the we're on the same page. I hope that's what happened as opposed to what seemingly happened before. It's like, hey, you're a successful filmmaker. Oh, you have a vague idea? Okay, yeah, fuck it, bring it on. And then later on be like, oh shit, we didn't we have to fire yeah. we didn't think about this. <laughs> While I have similar thoughts as you about Lost, I do think that the vision for Watchmen was so strong. So good. Um, I'm, I would be worried about that, but I am hoping that they have learned from their mistakes. Nick, what you think? I just think they don't, it doesn't seem like they have a plan at all. I mean, the movies don't need, hopefully they're all in different time periods, you know, they're not connected, but like. Are we, ba- what are we basing like, this on though? Like they don't have a plan at all. Are we still basing this on? Well, no, I'm just, this is all a theory because it's like, oh, we're giving Taika Waititi one and we're giving the Game of Thrones guys one. And now David. Oh, on the movie front. Yeah. On the movie front. They're just like, you get a Star Wars. You get a Star Wars. You're a successful director. Anything from any of them. The only one that even has a name is Patty Jenkins one, which wasn't Jeopardy for a little bit. I think it still is, isn't it? I thought she was back on the road. Yeah, it was she like was not directing Cleopatra. Forward. Like she's not directing Cleopatra. And she's using that time to do Rogue Squadron instead. Yeah. Because originally she sure. was going to direct Cleopatra <clears throat> with uh, Gal Gadot, her girl. But it wouldn't surprise if we saw in, a Star, in her <clears throat> Star Wars movie. Maybe. That'd be interesting. So we'll see. So, I mean, overall, you, I don't think you finished your point, Nick, because I've I just characteristically interrupted you. I think most of these are not going to happen. <clears throat> They're just. I hope Taika's does, especially since five years. I really, involved, but really, he's also hope really Ryan busy. Johnson gets his. I don't think that's happening. Either. I don't think it is either. I think it's because he's actually more interested in other shit. Like, give me I all the knives does. movies. Give me knives spinoffs. Knives. TV Honestly, shows. he gave us. He's given us two. We're getting one on Netflix later this year. Go back to Star Wars. Well, they've already announced three. Also, <clears throat> it was Did funny. Jammer has pulled a, a classic McDowell one eighty. Because he was like, I don't want him to make Star Wars. I want him to make Knives Out. I want him to make this. And now he's like, you know what? Go ahead, give me another. Well, because I'm like, I wanted at least another Knives Out, and we got another Knives Out. It's coming. So I'm like, now you can go back to Star Wars, and then go back to another Knives original out. thing. Well, no, because like I said, Netflix won the bidding <laughs> war to get two of them. Mm, Forty okay. million a piece or budget, but they paid a lot of money for the rights to the. Forty million. That's it. How much the first one cost? Did it? That sounds about yeah, right. Super cheap. Act, most of the budgets, the actors, especially the first one, it's like yeah, they have like three locations. <laughs> Just standing around room talking. Yeah. Right. A really fancy room. Who Who's That's I talking a real house. to? It was somebody's house. Yeah. yeah. Was I, 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 we talked about it on here. Uh, my friend, his girlfriend's family owns that house. See? Ooh. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah I remember that. So yeah, you're all shocked. I was like, it sounds forty million dollars, and there's lots of pictures like behind the scenes. They're not like sitting in studio chairs. They're all like sitting on the staircase or whatever between scenes. Hell yeah, cheap filmmaking. God love it. God love it. It's not cheap. I don't know if it's cheap. Forty million is very low for a movie that like has no, Chris Evans and Daniel Craig. And but I mean the the, the, well, the first one they didn't movie. know would be a hit either. They fucking then, crank out a bunch of freaking mysteries. The freaking what's it called, Sykes for like five dollars. You know, NCIS. every every other year. But so, like, if you compare it to like Death on the Nile, that movie is like there's so much CG unnecessary CGI in this film. 
Look at that the had CGI to have cost fish. More. Yeah. And the budget on that was 90 million, significantly higher. Yeah, see? Like, but I, I mean, think... The, the, the difference there is that is like spectacle on a different level where it's like they're in a different location and also uh, not grounded in the piece. modern day. Yeah. yeah. So I think those add to the budget significantly, plus the cast, as well as just as big as a Knives Out. Plus, they had to uh, CGI over Army Hammer. <laughs> they had to, uh, what's his name? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Reshoot. Yeah. They had to space him. Spacey E. <laughs> I never actually saw Death on the Nile. Was he still pro- prominent in that movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's a complete joke. Yeah, he was. I think Nick and I, I think I said to Nick, like, I am surprised that they didn't do anything. They're just like, whatever. This is the movie. Well, I thought they were going to hide it. His first scene, you almost never see his face, the dance scene. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie, he's just like one of the main, main characters. Some really, really weird accusations that came out about him. Yeah. Really bizarre. I'll never, it's so weird. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. I shouldn't be laughing. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. You guys ready to move but on? Anyway, I'm <laughs> ready to move on. Before I eat you all. All right. So we've got a, uh, a boys season three trailer. A couple of interesting things about it. We got a story swap. Nick, did you read the um, comic book? No, I just okay. No, I, in fact, I've been given all the digital copies, but I've intentionally not read it. Okay, because some of so, the stuff is going to be the same, even though most of it's going to be different. So here's something that's slightly spoilery, um, but you've seen it in the trailer, so it's not that big of a deal. We get a reveal that Butcher now has superpowers, in and it's Huey in the comic, right? It is Huey in the comic book, that. so that's the swap. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they swap that entire storyline around and how that's going to work. Um, but we get to see uh, Huey, uh, I'm sorry, not Huey, but uh, Butcher shooting lasers from his eyes. We get to see him display what appears to be super strength as well. No indications whether or not he can fly, but we'll undoubtedly get to see him fight Homelander at some point, right? Yeah. Okay. It is interesting though. It reminds me of Zemo when he gets the vial, when he when he has all of them. Yeah. There's a moment where you're like, oh, is he gonna break his own code and take it? Because he hates like super soldiers and he just wants to eradicate them. And then he doesn't. Right. This is kind of like Billy Butcher being like, to kill soups, I guess I have to become a, a soup, right. which just seems weird after watching Zemo be like, nah, I'm not I'm not gonna take the power. I'm going to. Yeah, destroy the power. It is a very similar storyline, and it it goes to the whole question of um, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? So mm-hmm. Homelander is basically a god, and the idea that Billy Butcher thinks that he would behave any differently if he was also godlike will probably definitely be the uh, the crux of at least part of the season. Um, we also get to see a a redo of the Kendall Jenner. Um, Pepsi advertisement. So a train <laughs> starts out this trailer where he stops the police fighting from protesters and he has a sports drink that he is selling. And so it's just like the lampooning Kendall Jenner for her weird, weird and horrible, horrible ad. Did you just pop some a train drink? Is that what you not? Nah, so what you just drinking? Just a Sprite. Okay. All right. Is that Pepsi corporation or is that, is that Coca-Cola? It's Coke. it's Coke. Okay. Seven up. Is- I remember. Um, Pepsi Cola. I don't remember. Don't remember, remember. company's name is. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's a really fun, if not late, 
Um, cause that was years and years ago at this point, but it was very funny. Um, and one of the other reveals, we finally got to see Jensen Ackles as soldier, soldier boy. boy. So he is the captain America parody. And, uh, I don't, so I did not finish all of the comic books. I know some stuff about him, but not, not his, his entire storyline. So it'll be fun to see what Jensen Ackles is able to do with his character. Having seen some of, um, oh my God. What's the name of the show that just went off? Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen him in anything, but God, his costume's cool. Yeah. It's very, like, they even changed it enough so it looks even more like the Captain America MCU suit. But the helmet is so cool. And yeah. there's lots of musical numbers in the trailer. Like okay. More than one. People are, like, yeah. dancing and... I don't know. It looks, it looks great. And then again, it's the first time we've had a release date, right? June 3rd, I think. Yes. Um, so we're finding out about that. And also the other thing, what I do recall about soldier boy, like it was not a particularly big storyline. I don't even think he was the original soldier boy in the comic book. So they basically did the Marvel thing where it was uh, while Steve Rogers was in ice, there was somebody else that took over the mantle, but this is, this appears to be the same guy. So they're doing a little bit of uh, moving and shaking with these storylines, which is fun, right? For people that have read the comic books, they get to experience something different. Like, isn't in the comics, black noir, like a clone of Homelander or something? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. They're obviously not doing that, which is a smart decision. I don't know that they're not right. Are we sure? Well, he's black. We know that for sure. Do we? We've seen him burned and stuff. That his suit was burned off enough that he's a... And the actor who plays him is black. It is always the same actor. It's not like a... Unless there's a stunt. Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. But I will say, when they announced Soldier Boy, I was like, that could be a very interesting conundrum from Homelander if he starts getting more attention. I don't know why he's back or where he's been. I don't know if they froze Tim and Ice too or something, but I almost see it being Homelander, or maybe they're bringing him back because they've lost so many Seven members, and they're like, "You're part of the Seven. Homelander being jealous of him being the first superhero, and him becoming yeah. like, super popular again. Okay, but lots of blood too, heads exploding. Oh, I did watch the. I've now seen the first three episodes of Diabolical. Yeah, what'd you think? Justin Roiland one, <laughs> man. Which one was that? I oh, was at the revenge one? one. That's the one where revenge one. I, yeah, I, I didn't notice that was the one until I heard his voice. I'm like, why didn't I recognize the animation style? He's mm. like, I have papers. I can make papers, but I'm not good at sorting papers. And then the first ones were still my favorite so far. The okay. basically the Roger Rabbit one, and I even love they put the little details of like it's an old piece of film since all the all the Looney Tunes we watched as kids was from like serials that were done like decades before we were born and just thrown on tv on saturday mornings yeah it was fun i enjoy it um i didn't a great ending (laughs) which one oh uh the first one i was so afraid that yeah i won't say anymore don't spoil it (laughs) (gasps) yeah it's fun um anything else to say about the boys trailer it looked awesome I was already excited. I have a lot of trust in them. Haven't they also announced that they're getting pretty close to starting the uh, the spinoff about the the basically the academy 
or like a parody of the X-Men, the Academy for teenage soups. I heard something about it, but I did not look, I did not look significantly into it. They've out, they've actually in canon referenced it already because they have those like VOT, like fake news stories. Have you seen any of those? They put them up on Twitter where they have like, it's like VOT news and it's Fox News, obviously. And it's owned by VOT. And they, they even had Huey on at one point because, you know, he's working for the senator or whatever. And they're like, why do you hate soups? And, you know, like they're like grilling him. And he's like, no, we're, we're here to work with the soups. That's what this division of the government's about. And he's like, well, why are you brainwashing the people? And, they, you know, it's just like cutting him off. And But in that, they have a news story where they're like talking about, oh, and the new recruits for VOT Academy are being picked this week or something like that. Hmm. And they even showed like a sign for a school. That's like totally missed it. But there's been a few of those. I haven't watched all of them, but if they pop okay. up and I see them. Yeah, I usually don't watch them all because I'm not willing to sit down for a seven minute video on Twitter. <laughs> I'm what? like, I'm on Twitter to smoke and just scroll. Nice. What else? What else we got? Uh, so there isn't too much else in the way of news unless you wanted to talk about any other stuff. Anything? What was, weren't there a few trailers since we recorded last? Um, so the only other one that was big that I recall. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. So um, Ms. Marvel. Oh, yeah. was the other big one. I do. I'm still skeptical. I, my roommate who had only watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki, and he watched them because he liked the, the pitch meetings for them. So we actually knew most of the details. He's just like, I want to watch the Marvel shows now. Actually, we just started The Boys this week. But, um, which isn't a Marvel show, I know. Um, he's like, it looks like it's for kids. Why? They and none of these have been like just for kids. And I'm like, I don't know. I think adults will enjoy it. And it's kind of like Moon Knight's mostly for adults, especially the latest footage we've seen. I wouldn't show my kid that scene if I had a kid. I stopped but, watching uh, trailers. I haven't watched anything else from Moon Knight. So I just all that's been is a trailer and I watched there's one clip it's just the clip in the hallway that we see partially in the trailer oh but um it's like a 30 second clip of that it looks really really dark and scary but they're, maybe they're kind of you know they're like oh and then we have a more kid friendly one to follow it up with I don't know it looks better than I thought it would I'm and even Kyle thinks it looks good and he's it's hard to make Kyle he was very much against the character and the show existing yeah one of the things i find interesting about this show is they seem to have swapped up some of her stuff so in the comic books uh kamala khan is a an, an inhuman yep. and it seems like in this her powers come from her bracelet and they seem decidedly more in line with um captain marvel yeah yeah and then they do you know with her original comic book power set one of the things I saw somebody say, and I'm curious whether or not this is true, they were trying to differentiate her from Reed Richards, who they're mm. about to introduce. Do you have any thoughts about, do you even care that they have swapped up her powers, making them look slightly more cosmic? No, I kind of actually like it, even though she's really cool in the comic book and even the Avengers game, because her power, I mean, I like that she can like basically web sling with her arms or increase the size of her fist and stuff that is cool in the comics. But I actually think they changed so much in the MCU anyway. I think making her more in line with cosmic powers will play into the Marvels better. 
you know, Captain, yeah. I mean, Captain Marvel 2, of course, it became the Marvels because we're also expecting to get Monica Rambeau right. in it. And they all have cosmic type powers. Comics even, cosmic even know powers. each other. Yeah. And obviously okay. she's a Captain Marvel fangirl. Miss Marvel. Yeah. So we'll see. I one of my friends, I think what she said to me was that she thinks it'll be a good show for teenagers because my initial reaction was meh. Yeah. And she, and she she basically said the same thing. Uh that she not that she thought that it was for kids, but basically that it would be good for teenagers. And yeah, I, I remember my thought about that was that um it has to cross over into the rest of the MCU. So it would be nice if they didn't try to limit it to teenagers or that scope, but we'll see. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, on a similar note, uh, a lot of the people I follow, like, you know, geeky critics have gotten their screeners for uh, Moon Knight for yeah. four episodes. They're loving it. And one guy was like, they're absolutely correct when they say it's not, I mean, like, obviously it is in the MCU, but like, it depends on nothing. It ties into nothing at this point. It's just, it is its own show that like, doesn't have to reference the Avengers. And he said like, there's, there's Easter eggs in there, obviously, but the story itself stands completely independent of anything that's happened before. Or like, we're like in a different, we are in a different corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe than we've been in the past. You know, especially since every show they've released so far has featured character well has starred characters who have been in the movies right and this is the first one where it's like hey we're doing a character that hasn't even been referenced yet see it seems unrelated until we get that blade voiceover at the end i do expect that to cross over with blade i want to talk to you about the stabby initiative <laughs> or whatever they end up calling the it the pointy initiative yeah the pointy was, there you go the fang initiative the fang. i don't know Project something, Fang. Something. Project Fang. That's a good one. I like that. We're keeping that. That's what's going to happen. Project Fang. Project Fang. Okay. Um, so the last, the last bit of news we got is, so we've got Rich Moore, who is filmmaker behind Utopia and Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, he signed an exclusive multi-year deal with um, Skydance. So Jammer, you thought that that was a particularly interesting story. That's from a press release from Skydance. Explain to me why you care so much about Rich. You know, well, first of all, Rich came from Disney. Do you know who runs Skydance? No. Nope. John Lasseter. Oh. I had so no John idea. Lasseter. Yeah, as you, you may know, he uh, quit Disney uh, as sort of the head creative person amid a scandal yeah accusations quit and went over in 2019 i think it was signed a deal with skydance to become the head of creative over at skydance and has been hard at work doing stuff over there i I know some people who are hiring people over there you know a lot of animators a lot of talent Mm -hmm. um and it's just interesting to see uh, him bringing over some of that disney talent uh it's it's really interesting to me because i know at the time he was very much you know, he was the head of both Pixar and Disney Animation. Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah, yeah he was basically the guy spearheading both of them. And I think that kind of led to a really sort of samey kind of feel to a lot of those movies. Not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, it just felt very consistent. And I, I knew it was, was going to be interesting as the years went on to see how now that they have different creative leaves, one at Pixar and one at Disney, they're no longer the same person, how they're going to branch off and have sort of form sort of different identities. So I just thought that that was cool. 
Um, but yeah, I just, it's interesting that now we're heading over to Skydance with some Disney folks. I wonder if there's going to be any others that will follow soon. Has well, Skydance put out anything? Animated? As far as animated? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. No, because no. as no, I it brought opened up. Its doors, it opened its doors with John Lasseter, basically. Okay. Running, so. Because bringing it back to uh, two things Jammer hates when I bring up. The main time I've seen their logo are Mission Impossible and uh, Star Trek. <laughs> they seem to produce a lot of stuff alongside Bad Robot. Yeah. And they seem yeah, they to do mostly Paramount films. Like I see the name <laughs> on Paramount films all the time. Such an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that's interesting. I didn't know the context of it, that it was run by John Lasseter. So that he, yeah, he's recruiting yeah. Disney people. And to your point about them being samey, Disney and Pixar, you know, I confuse them all the time. Which one's actually Pixar? Yeah. And you always like, that one's Disney. <laughs> I'm like, oh. It's very clear, Nick. Even though I know deep down, sometimes it's not clear. Like, if the Disney movie doesn't have music in it, it's kind of hard to tell which is which if you're not following mm. directly studios. That's true. That's probably the main differentiating sense. factor. A lot of musicals over at Disney. But yeah, like Wreck-It Ralph, Zootopia, uh, Big Hero 6. Like I could see those being mistaken for Pixar movies. <laughs> anyway, okay. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I, I don't know enough about what happened. It, it, you know, Regarding John Lasseter, I know it sounds like he had some sexual misconduct and he was kind of, he was very sort of handsy and kissy and stuff, according to accusations. You know, he's claimed he is uh, regretful and all that. You know, I just, I don't know where I stand personally. It's always hard for me to get on, on the bandwagon when it comes to sort of canceling folks um, without full knowledge. But obviously I'll never have, know how full knowledge because yeah. it's like, so it's easy to be hypocritical about who I stand behind and who I don't. And will I not see a Skydance movie? The problem is I'm like, yeah, I'll probably see it because John Lasseter is a really good talent. He's bringing in great talent. And I know there's lots of animators who, who, you know, fucking just need work and want to yeah. be able to express themselves. And I'm like, I don't want to punish them because of a guy. Like they don't have the luxury of saying no to work. A lot yeah, of them. It's harder to tell with this kind of situation what's true and what's not versus someone posting something on Twitter that gets them canceled because that's just obvious. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, there it is. There's the reason it's, it exists right. physically versus he said, she said, or he said, he said, or whatever the hell. And I, I think it's very clear that he did do stuff. And it's it's like, I don't want to encourage that either. So like, I don't know. I don't have a solution. It's just all bad. Um, so, but at the same time, like I just, there's a lot of great talent there that I'm curious and I, I want to see where these what kind of stories are being told and how it that. further differentiates itself from Pixar <laughs> and Disney. Right back. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what just happened? I missed something. You were talking and Nick parted and I was like, I heard that. <laughs> I <gotta> go. <laughs> I'll be back. I was like, what just happened? Did he just go to take a shit? <laughs> and the like the worst part is he's gonna miss the thing that I was gonna say, which is Lasser admitted to making quote unquote missteps. And I feel like in in the face of accusations where somebody's like, Hey, you sexually harassed me, and the person's like, you know what? I made some missteps. Mm, you did the thing. That's just my experience and how I would I would look at it. So I wouldn't talk about it in terms of my relation to what he allegedly said or did would be less twittery and more like, oh yeah, okay. 
I see what's happening here. So um, in terms of canceling, I don't, we've talked about this before. I'm not sure. I think that there is such a thing as cancel culture. Um, I do think that he faced consequences for what he did. If he, and the only question that I would have at that point is what was the extent of his conduct? If he's touching people inappropriately, that's assault. And it would be nice if there were further consequences based on that. But in terms of administrative action that could happen, um, he got fired, right? Or quote unquote left or whatever he you need to happen. Like he got fired. He got, yeah. he got pushed out of the studio. And I, I think that that is, those are, those are consequences. The problem is, Jammer, to your point about you don't want to punish the people underneath them, like that's Skydance. And there is a problem with taking these toxic people and just moving them from studio to studio. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily punishing those people underneath them. You should be vocal towards Skydance about saying like, hey, guys, that's not cool. So, yeah. But then the the other part of that question is, um, what is the appropriate punishment for that behavior? Do you then never get to work in the industry again? Do you have to, what is, is there a mea culpa? Is there something like, like in a civil suit, do you have to pay those things? I don't know. Those are above my pay grade, but I think at the very least, um, at least Skydance owes something to um, the people that are going to end up working for him. Cause you say, you know, I don't want to punish those people that work for him. I have a concern about those people that work for him. If he repeats this behavior. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. So I also hope that, I mean, who knows if it's the case, like I I like to think that he actually took this stuff to heart and maybe like, if we go to those people at Skydance, they'd be like, oh yeah, he's actually taking these steps to make sure that he doesn't repeat his behavior in the past. I don't know, but that'd be nice in an ideal world. Cause I am somebody who thinks that, okay, if you, if someone could get second chances, then again, I don't know how horrible the things that he did were, specifically um so i don't know i don't know is what i'm saying it's 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 never easy yeah that's we'll say it's my cop-out answer that, that is a very cop-out answer and in light of your cop-out answer we're going to move on to turning red since you uh since you're clearly turning red embarrassed okay. embarrassed by your lack of conviction mm. you guys ready to talk about and review a movie hell yeah yeah hell yeah kite man hell yeah Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, oh, that Turning was Red. Oh, that's a piece of news. Sorry. It's was a spin-off yeah, show. Sure it is. Uh, so, <laughs> Turning Red. It's too late. Has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fortunately, yeah. it does not have a cinema score. Why? Because it decided to forego the theater experience and release exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Um, I We kind of talked about this before. And I... Mm-hmm. I I'm kind of trying to decide, do I want to bring it up again? But I have a concern that it seems like the black, brown, female-led projects are the ones getting dumped on Disney Plus and skipping mm-hmm. the theater. I didn't think of that. I was thinking um, they're doing Pixar dirty, but that's even worse. Well, Soul Soul, yeah. Black Widow, uh, Turning Red, and what was the one we hated? Um, Luca? Did you no. hate Luca? No, so there was Mulan, and then there was um, well, we had oh, Mulan. Um, 
Artemis. What's it called? I know you. No. Artemis Fowl. No. We really no. hated oh, that one. Fuck you. No. Um, <laughs> he said the one Raya we hated. Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya and the Last Dragon. Thank you. So we just have a glut of projects where they're just like, yeah, these are the dumping grounds for these. But Even though they're good. They're still doing stuff like in Well, Kanto Raya's not good. And stuff. No, right. Encanto not... was released in theater. Encanto yeah, was released saying. in theaters. Like they're not. Yeah. That's what. That's the only counter argument I'd say to it. Yeah. That's a very cultural movie, like a culture that we we don't see a lot in the past in movies. You know, delving into civic. Yeah. So yeah. you found the one. You're like, yeah, not this one. Like, to be mm. fair, and not to be fair, Onward was dumped on. Uh, no, it wasn't. Disney it was Plus. only dumped when it failed in theaters. Oh, that's right. Pandemic. It just can't, and yeah, it was only because the pandemic was just starting. <laughs> Yep. So that's a completely different case. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. So that's one with two I, white dudes. I find it to be very interesting. But anyway, um, Maylee is a 13 year old girl who is torn between being her mother's obedient daughter and the chaos of her youth. And as if that weren't enough, she gets too excited. She turns into a big red panda. If you recall, Jeremy and I talked some about the controversy surrounding the reviews coming out for this movie. Um, I don't know if you don't want to belabor that point again, right? We're on. I do actually. Do you? <laughs> All right. It just, it just, I, I've actually seen more reviews generally Uh-oh. from very samey people, generally speaking, white men with beards. Uh, oh, beards say, is a nice touch. Yeah, no, seriously, white men no, with I know. beards. I just called them white saying, men. <laughs> I didn't notice the beard thing. I haven't watched any of these. I just know they're terrible. Uh, but like I mean, the beard is just, important, right? You notice how you're not, beardless? That I'm distinguishes not, like, look- you from the horrible white men. <laughs> I'm not looking to demonize them in any way. What I'm just saying is that there's an interesting trend that pops up is you have these people who feel like they need to relate either by sex, by culture, or by location with a character. If they cannot identify with one of those three things, the character is not relatable to them and i think it really just goes to show just how much a lot of these people are just used to by default being represented in media and that's like it's it's a prerequisite at this point for them to engage with a piece of media and it's just frustrating now to be like oh the second that any of those things are gone it becomes a, a sort of cultural limitation alien of, it's alien it's an alien thing to them and it's just like fucking we brandon and i have had to deal with this our entire lives like we've had to you know relate quote unquote with white characters on screen our entire lives like that's not that's like not something we have a hard time identifying with and it's just so interesting to see all these people like who aren't used to that being like oh i can't do it i just can't these people are too different the underlying problem with that that i always see is like we have to relate to these people as though they are human and so then my question is what is it that you don't see in their humanity that allows you to relate to them because they're all human stories is it is it more of a cultural thing i i haven't looked deep into it i assumed it was the idea of the metaphor of the movie it's all the above you know going through a woman a young girl going through uh puberty is the part where they're like ew like i can't relate to that no i will as i watched the movie i didn't realize how culturally like pixar and and, no, uh, so the guy Disney that kicked us off it. when he talked about it being um, exhausting, he was very explicit. It, it's weird because it wasn't the panda thing. That's why I thought it, it was. was no, he was just like, oh, no, it's just so hyper specific. These young girls, teenage girls, Asian girls in Canada, 
Like that's the thing that I'm having a problem with. Not, not so he said specifically, his quote, his quote was by rooting turning red, very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, the film legitimately feels like it was made for Domi, she's friends and immediate family members, which is fine, but also a tad limiting in its scope. And yeah, we watch Canadian actors. Wait, but you forget day. about the exhausting part. <laughs> no, no, I'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> like he laugh. says, the target audience for this one feels very specific, very narrow. If you're in it, this might work for you. I am not in it. This was exhausting. Man, it's also a kid's it's movie. so hard. But I'm sure he doesn't complain about other Pixar movies. Or more tra- and on I'm sure he won't complain side, about Lightyear. I'm sure he won't be complaining about that one. On the flip side of things, you have people complaining about the period thing, saying this is a kid's movie. Why are they talking about these serious things? Why are they having these girls with actual, you know, like, sex drives so to speak and like those types of things so it's like how it's like oh it's a kids movie i can't relate also why are you putting sex in a kids movie and also this is too much too adult for a kids movie it's just like you can't win it's like either too adult or not adult enough that i can't relate to it like it's there's no winning and it's infuriating and then when lightyear comes out they're gonna be like that's right white man in space (laughs) fighting alien robots (laughs) Chris Evans. We'll see. <laughs> but have you have you have you have you belabored it enough? Have you gotten that off your chest? Uh, Nick, do you have any perspective, Nick, on this? I'm curious from to get the perspective of, of your white demographic. Man. Yes. The, unbe- <laughs> the unbearded speak- white man who can't even be- grow a beard. On behalf of the whole of your entire race. Speak I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, white men have always been terrible. And still are well, like i said i don't want to be like act like these people are you know i mean the worst people, people in the people world. you're talking about are just trolls internet trolls no they're no, not they're trolls. not they're, they're legitimate not. rotten tomatoes legitimate certified girls. reviews and it all comes like back angry to people shooting youtube videos not like i mean yeah they're they're not angry they're just saying i just don't relate to it they're like have normal reviews and i have lots of people going like hey i agree with you like you shouldn't be forced to say this and it's, it also like goes back to what we talked about this last week again Brie Larson saying years ago that she doesn't care about a white man's review about a story aimed towards a specific demographic. And this really just highlights how it's the, 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 the critics are not diverse enough that they can't really speak to these specific things because they can't relate to it. You know, it's silly. Again, I will speak on the, as the president of white men, I will uh, <laughs> apologize for, Joe uh, Biden? NAAWP? <laughs> I will apologize for my people's entire history. You don't, need, you don't need to apologize for anything. I'm just curious about your opinion. I think it's stupid that people are obsessed with stuff like that. Like I, when, I, when I wrote you on Slack and I'm like, oh, I know why they hate it. It's set in Canada. Fuck Canada. I was joking, obviously. <laughs> I mean, like everyone's favorite actors like Ryan Reynolds are from Canada. Like, don't freak out because it's because you didn't you just say part of it is like, I can't relate. It's Toronto. Isn't that one of the more minor complaints? But it's still a complaint. I mean, he 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 said it was like an Asian community in Toronto. Oh, whatever. None of I think it's stupid people are saying that. And I just didn't have any interest in it just because I don't watch most of the Disney animated stuff these days. But yeah, you haven't watched a Pixar movie in how many years? I think you've mentioned this on several occasions. I've right? watched the last Pixar movie on Disney Plus. I think I've watched them all. 
Oh, you watched them all now. I thought you I hadn't watched like no, no, no. I've missed stuff. a bunch in between. Like I haven't seen okay. like Inside Out or like uh, Incredibles Two, or you know Brave or a bunch of those. But uh, have you seen um, Coco? No, I still haven't seen Coco. It's high on my list. That's how you know it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> There's have you one with Soul? songs that's yes, I love Soul. Okay, I think probably Soul is when I started watching them again. No, it was Onward. From onward, onward. I've been watching all the Pixar movies. <laughs> Got it. Like, did you see? Did you see Soul? Okay, he's a black friend. He, he's yeah. a black <laughs> Can't Soul's be racist. Not. I've seen the black movie. Soul's one of my favorite ones of recent years. That's how. All right, you know. Nick, calm down. Calm <laughs> down. I loved it. It was so sad. And they had it Tina Fey really for sad. the white men. I seriously. <laughs> I seriously cry whenever it is that arguing between him and his mom at the end. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I feel yeah. it so hard. Anyways, so uh, you haven't watched a lot of Pixar movies. You missed a bunch. I missed so a bunch. I was wrong. I assumed that you hadn't seen a lot of them since I thought Inside Out, but that's not the case. Um, but yeah, you're not the animation person. You have a hard time relating to animation. Well, I wouldn't period, say relating. I feel it's like. just. Well, yeah, um, I don't mean that's great. Considering our whole conversation, that's like yeah. a, it's a it's a poor. Word I like usage. adult animation. That's just like but not adult animation. You don't like you don't like family animation that much. You know, it's very weird. It's you have is. a very specific spectrum of animation that you like because you said you like adult animation, but there is a level of adult animation that you're not comfortable with as well. No, that's true. It. It's that's true. Where you're just like, mm, I don't like those boobies. I don't, don't want to feel things. This is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to feel things. <laughs> I don't like, get, like get the way this animation makes yeah. me feel. Yeah. So you don't like Roger Rabbit, is what I'm hearing. Well, I've it's never actually animation. found her. No, he's talking about Jessica Rabbit. Making Clearly, I'm talking things. about Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. I never really did with her. Interesting. She's not realistically drawn. Like, I mean, I know in anime they have big, luscious <laughs> on high school girls. <laughs> So bad. Nick, do you want me to save you? Do you want me to save you? Tell me, <laughs> tell me what you thought of Turning Red. I loved it. As someone who wouldn't have tell watched it why. otherwise, it was about more than I thought it would be about. I mean, you said it in the description. And I have never even watched the trailer for it. I thought it was just about the puberty part, which you know, that's it's fine to do that in a movie. I had no problem with that. You know, the metaphor of the red panda. Um, but. Mm-hmm what i really enjoyed was the other part of the description you gave um that's about a mother a mother daughter relationship of trying to be what your mother wants you to be and not disappoint her while also trying to figure out who you are yeah so that's what really resonated with me and i like seeing different culture stuff and it had an amazing chinese cast yeah like, especially the old ladies <laughs> the aunts and the cousins or whatever like amazing even uh aquafina's the character who plays Aquafina's grandma was one of them, and she's really, really oh, funny. I was like, Aquafina's in this? I got really confused for a second. No, no. One who plays her grandma and Nora from Queens is one got of it. the aunts or something, and she's she's hilarious. And Michelle Yeoh? Is Michelle Yeoh the main? No, no, no. The mother? That's, uh, Sandra O. Sandra O. No, no, oh. no. The main, um, the grandmother. The grandmother. Oh. It is. Is she? Okay. I had no yeah, idea. I, I actually I don't know that. much about the cast of this movie. What? And of course, I recognize the old old man's voice. He's someone you Did see you? a lot. I didn't recognize it. I don't know the name of the actor. I'm actually blanking where I've seen him before, but you see him a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One thing I do love, I love watching. Oh, uh, I know what I know. Nick, he's from Seinfeld. Cough right. Of- 
Sorry. I like seeing Nick's stream of consciousness when he was watching the movie. That's he funny, he, isn't it? he says it is it is it is obvious it was written by somebody who hasn't been in middle school since I was. Feels very two thousands. <laughs> I didn't know. A very it was early two thousands. <laughs> had no I idea. He's like, show. as far as the school experience and slang and kids are playing with, I mean, a camcorder, not a phone. <laughs> Those little finger skateboards, a boombox, not an MP3 player. And I forgot the line, but she said slang no kids would say today. <laughs> and then, yeah, it does say 2002 at the end, right? Or like the Red Panda yeah. incident in 2002. Yeah. Which I think you knew. I I, swear I didn't I notice, I guess, at the beginning. I missed remember. something about they probably I think they showed a calendar say at the very beginning what year it is. Oh, and probably yeah. in her opening monologue, she might. I don't think she did. I no. found her character really cute talking. You don't think the that they do, Jim? Audience and stuff. Uh-uh. I've watched this movie like six times. I don't think they do. I think there's a cue somewhere at the beginning. What year it is? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna find it. Gonna find it, it is at the very end. I mean, for they me, it was, the, it, was a, it was the Tamagotchi. Well, that's the thing. I actually still pack that shit at Amazon. People are still buying Tamagotchis because they're probably for kids who are too young to have a cell phone. Okay. Does What'd you think? Um, I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I was really on board immediately when she was dancing next to the logo and like raising the roof with her dances and just being really goofy and it just it's like it's a very i feel like it's a side of little kids or girls specifically that you don't see in big movies that often just sort of like just the super hyperactive add at age you know 12 or 13 and it was refreshing to see, like the way her and her friends interact with each other it just felt so genuine. And it felt like a perspective that you wouldn't have gotten if you had the, uh, a male filmmaker either writing it or directing it. It wouldn't have, it would have, it would have been boys instead of girls. Obviously it would have been a completely different story because, you know, turning red and all that stuff. But like, it's, it's just something I, I don't think we get that perspective of. It doesn't feel as genuine when it's in other movies that I've seen. Okay. Agreed. Um, overall, I think it was. It wasn't like I wouldn't say top tier Pixar, but I'd say it's it's close to the top tier for me. I think, I don't think it had. Uh, it's really consistently high in terms of how quality it is, but I don't feel like there was any points where it was just like boom, where it took it to the next level for me. It was just very consistently awesome and entertaining, and it's very nice to have on in the background. Um, and I think I could understand any criticism regarding the third act being a bit eh because of the direction, almost almost Marvel esque. It's right in that uh, way. Yep. Damn. Do you know just what it reminded me it. of more? It reminds me of anime. Kind it didn't of. Remind Not... you. Go on. Tell me all about the anime you've watched. No, I mean just like the the poofing and then like striking poses. They were more like yeah. And all the style inspired. is not yeah. I was talking about more about the structure and the story, not the <laughs> style. Oh. I love these. You're like, tell me about the anime. It's like, yeah, this. You're like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, I, will, um, before, I want to say one thing before Jonesy goes. Um, it harkens back to what we were talking about earlier about kind of the, them being samey, Disney and Pixar. Mm. Um, this felt I, less samey. That's exactly what I was going to say. This actually yeah. looked, at least visually, it even looked more unique than the average Pixar movies because sometimes yes. those characters can start to look the same. And I really enjoyed the way they animated especially the little girls in yeah. this one. Like it was very, you could definitely just look at a screenshot and be like, oh, this is way different than Soul or Incredibles or 
the way they smile. Yeah. I think people, uh, it's like people call, I think they call it, was it the bean smile? Where, cause it looks like a legume, the shape of it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of both two things. One reminds me of like Miyazaki movies, um, the way they're drawn, where they, where they, they laugh. And also Wallace and Gromit to a lesser extent. Yeah. Um, it's very extreme. It, it just, yeah. Very stylized and unique. Like you said, it, it, it felt like this one was made with more of a, a visual style that is just unique to a specific filmmaker and what they wanted mm-hmm. more than a lot of recent stuff from Pixar. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go on, Josie. You were going to speak and then we interrupted. I did. Sorry. That's cool. Oh, uh, so correction. So the grandmother was played by Wei Xing Ho. That is the actress that played the grandmother, not oh. Michelle. Who's, who's she? That's the grandmother. No, but, but a, what else has she been in? Uh, she was, uh, I think she was part of the hand in Daredevil. Oh, Madam Gao. Is she the, Madam Gao. Oh, she's Madam Gao. That's okay. why I recognize the voice, but yep. God, I hope I'm not racist for picking the wrong Chinese voice actor. You're always racist, even when you think you're not. <laughs> um, White man's curse. Yeah. Got to keep you on your toes. So I, I really enjoyed the film. I thought from beginning to end, it was very engaging, very funny. I, I really enjoyed the departure from typical uh, Pixar stylings. And I mm-hmm. thought that the metaphor was very familiar to me because it was very um, Teen Wolf, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what this most reminded me of. And so from that perspective, I really enjoyed it because my brain's ability to use as a shorthand where um, it just helped me enjoy the structure of it a little bit more. And as far as the final act, I get it. And I agree with Jammer that I understand the criticism of it, but I still enjoyed it because it seemed like we were always going to go there. It didn't seem like it came out of left field. Um, there were mentions. It did of a bit mother. for me. Well, I so agree, how big she was, how big yeah. she was. I think is they what it talked was about surprise. how big of a panda she was. They the talked about, does, yeah. Um, yeah, in that conversation. And they also have this con- like at the point where you get into those conversations, then you you connect the scar on grandmother's face to mm. that, and you're like, okay, and you kind of understand like this has to happen, just like it happened between the two of them. Right. So grandma and uh, Ming also had a very similar throwdown. And so that's how grandma ended up with that scar on her face. So I Mm -hmm. I really, I did not find it to be, um, man, I'm just way into spoilers. Um, So I didn't find it to be jarring. (laughs) I didn't find it to be jarring. Um, And so I I just really enjoyed it for what it was because I felt like they laid the bread, the bread braid comes wow the breadcrumbs early on in the movie so that you could english you could is a see it coming language. man struggling <laughs> so with that yeah, said, i think uh oh, go ahead sorry uh, <laughs> i was gonna say what that said what are the specific details about this film that you want to highlight jammer regarding that third act i think it does it does have a nice little point there where you have the boy band for town singing the song along with that that chant that they did in a way that was really satisfying and it came mm. together and thematically it also works well because it talks about sort of accepting i guess who you are as like i guess your origins as well as who you are in terms of who you want to be and i guess those two sort of meshing together into something that ultimately saved her mom i think it's really cool um 
also I like in my head, I definitely am thinking, and this is just the type of person I am, like the t- town or the band for town. I feel like somebody wanted to call it foreplay, but they're like, no, let's call it for town instead. And let's have them be wa- five. I was wondering why it was four because yeah, there's five of them. Yeah. But like, then I mean, Ming also said it, the same thing. So that just means you're it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite joke is just the fact that it's a period piece. God damn it. That's a joke you that's made by good. accident. No, that's but I'm sure good. they I was intentional. No, definitely that, intentional. That's no, pretty good. I don't think it was intentional. Why like else would it. it be like one of it. their only period pieces? I'm rolling with it. Well, no, it's not the only period piece. There's no reason. Kind of. Now I know I'm brave and shit. I'm an idiot. But like, but like, there's no reason for it to be set in 2002. I mean, yeah, like you can tell the, the exact filmmaker, same story. The filmmaker in wanted to, the filmmaker wanted to draw on her personal experiences, so she made it in two thousand two. She's, I think, our exact age. Oh, okay. Specifically, me, you, and Nick. That's why I made the comment. I'm like, it old. feels like someone my age <laughs> wrote it. <laughs> Didn't research. Yeah, literally, it. she's literally our age. Um, but yeah. So what else? You really don't think it's intentional? It's a movie about periods, and it's a period piece. <laughs> Oh I don't God. think it's I don't think it's intentional. I think you're fixating on that a little hard. I thought it was their best joke if it was intentional. It wasn't a joke. They never said it. I know they didn't, but just like the implication. I get it. I get it, Nick. I think you're wrong. Sorry. I did cry during this, just Where'd like Adam cry? Project. Uh, the mother-daughter relationship made me cry several times. Can you name a specific point? I'm just curious. Especially at like the what? end when they are there when she's trying to help her mother through the uh like the forest and stuff mm, and she's yeah, seeing her mother in a different light um and then just their conversation right there you know, i do want to talk about the mom as well yeah. because i think the mom was handled really well in that you have this trope of sort of the the asian tiger mom and i think they did a pretty good job of kind of having that trope but also tiger showing mom? her at, what's that what like an overbearing, an, an overbearing um, mother who wants their kid to be the best at everything to like, kind of like a soccer mom, like a, or not a soccer mom, like a theater, not theater mom. What is the word I'm looking for? Like, pageant uh, mom? Yeah, pageant mom, except mm. generally associated with uh, Asian culture. Like that's a, that's a term given to that okay. um, that I've heard. Anyway, yeah, we have that kind of, that basic trope, but also they show her, in a very loving way. It's very clear that it's, it's not like a mean-spirited feeling like it often is portrayed. It was very much just sort of like, she clearly forgot what it was like being a kid and being embarrassed by things, but it still seemed like it was all coming from a loving place. Yeah. And I, I never once felt like I doubted her motives with the exception of the very end where she just kind of fucking lost her shit and was literally turning red um, when she was a giant monster. But apart from that, I just think they did a good job of really making the relationship, I think, really uh, endearing and cute. Yeah. Um, One of the things I really liked about this is coming from Bao, this is from Domshi. This is a very organic evolution of that story. So if you've ever seen that short, uh, it is about a mother who um, is kind of grasping and trying to wrestle with. I don't want to say losing, but basically losing their child, right? Somebody that they raised and has um, loved and cared about and is now trying to um, grow up and be their own person. And I really enjoyed uh, seeing what she did with a broader, uh, a longer movie and a broader movie. So I thought that the analogy was really fun to watch. And I thought it was really funny and it played out well on screen. And I did like 
how the parents were handled. And it was very interesting, the, the relationship with the father, where mm-hmm. he kind of, he, I can describe this. He did not push, right? Like he very much let Ming do her thing and he kind of stayed out of it. And I Even thought that that was interesting. Yeah. Was like what's so wrong about a, I, I love the joke. He's like, maybe about we should Celine Dion or whatever. Right. He's like, or she's like, that's there's not Celine Dion. Like two hundred dollars is fucking expensive. Jesus, is especially it? for back then, for two thousands concert ticket. I mean, I'm assuming these days you pay you... more for like a. I mean, I don't know. some certain I people. I hard to get. Have been to a handful of concerts in my life, and none of them cost two hundred dollars. I think they were like forty Same. bucks usually. Yeah, I don't think about it. But I guess I haven't been to a boy band concert. Which I guess the equivalent would be, you know, something like what in direction? Oh, you're right. That is cost. a lot because, especially I, considering where they were too. Yeah. Well, Toronto? especially. No, um, they were like up front. Remember? Yeah. They're physically like like the equivalent of a mosh pit. What's the, mo- what's the mosh pit for been, a boy band? I mean, so two hundred dollars is a, a lot, cesspool? especially because the reason I was thinking that ticket prices are so high is because of the internet. Um, no, I heard the story problem. in NPR. <laughs> That oh, uh, okay. that um. Oh, right now, scalpers, scalpers is what makes the ticket so high. But they actually did buy theirs directly from the Coliseum, so two hundred does seem high. Yeah, usually you're paying like seven hundred dollars or something because the scalper gets them first, and then you're like, "Fuck, I need to see that show." You know, like a computer program, even just go in and like buy hundreds of tickets. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, yeah. it's two hundred dollars. It's a lot of money. Is my point. Um, but I, I just like the way they were able to seamlessly kind of have the two plots, you know, the main overarching story, overarching story having to do with her uh, turning panda red thing. And then along with the main narrative through line having to do with the concert and how they sort of balanced each other. Well, I just thought it was just really well done how it just played. And, and uh, I like her friends. Her friends were really, really cute mm-hmm. and fun. And Very. I really, and like, I just liked I just like the relationships in general in this movie. I just thought they were handled very, very well. And uh, I related to it. I related to it. Believe it or not, as a 33-year-old, not Asian male, related to it. And not from From Toronto. From America. Yeah, I was about to say. From America. Got to throw it all in. Canada's in America. North America. God damn it. (laughs) Um... Like Any other things you, you all want to talk about regarding this movie? Oh, I like the little details too, just how the mixing of cultures, specifically like her her heritage and then her obsession with pop culture, how she named like the two statues out front, Bart and Lisa, which I thought was funny. Uh, mm-hmm. And just little things like that throughout. New pop culture colliding with yeah, old culture. Old, old Important, culture. Yeah. Like sticking to your roots, but also obviously you're growing up in a world with The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't have too much else to say about it. I just, I like that in the end, um, it came down to a decision about how she was going to live her life. And it was fun getting to see everyone else participate in as much as they could. But at the end, she had to decide whether or not she was going to live with that panda or not. And it was kind of fun. And I'm really curious what the rest of her life would be like as a panda, having as a panda, like having to deal with that because they talked about the panda has a mischievous side. And I don't feel like we saw that 
really. I think the implication well, made her more been, mischievous. I think the implication also is that no one else in their family had actually accepted that side of themselves before. Yeah. They locked it mm. away. So to them, maybe it came across as mischievous just because they didn't embrace it. What I Got actually it. wish had happened, and this is a situation where it was fine how it happened, but how I would have written the story <laughs> is I think the mom should have also accepted her panda side more That's because I, I think that would have also really shown not only uh, is it about the girl embracing herself, but it's about the mom being able to learn from her kid and continually grow as a person yeah. as well beyond that. I think that would have been great. I, I thought that's what was going to happen. I expected yeah. all of them to keep their pandas, honestly. I didn't expect like, them. To learn from, the, learn from their yeah. granddaughter and like niece and stuff and be like, oh, like it's not a curse. It's a gift. Yeah. 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 I, I like Jammer just and you said Nick as well. I, my expectation was that the two of them were going to keep it. So, but I'm I'm the guy who wished that everyone in Encanto didn't have their abilities at the end. So that's where I'm coming from. Listen, all so, she had to do is not wipe her magic off on her hand. She did not wipe her magic off on her dress. Spoilers! Did not happen. For someone she who did. might watch that movie someday, you need to watch. I mean, you need to watch that movie, Nick. Well, now you've spoiled everything. No, I'm just kidding. I really it won't change it. my <laughs> the speed at no, which I like, get to it. And Conto, yeah. so fucking good. Still best movie of last year for me. Still my favorite movie, I should say, of last year. And Conto. Yeah. I've just recently um, been starting to hear about this popular song from it, which seems almost as big as Let It Go. Recently? I've been hearing, I still haven't heard it, but people are talking about it all over the place. Even like commentators on NPR. <laughs> and it's all over Twitter. And I'm like, that wait, you, you haven't heard the it. song, but you hear people talking about the song? Are you yeah, talking about that? I hadn't heard Frozen for... I never heard Let It Go for like three years. I went three years. Yeah, it's, it's bigger than it. Let It Go. It's bigger than Let It Go at this point. Is it? But officially. Is it bigger yeah, than Let It Go of, at the time? No, no, it's bigger than Let It Go, period. Like oh, wow. uh, in terms of like number of plays and its rankings Shit. and the charts and stuff. But we don't talk about it. We don't. Nick doesn't know what that means. He's laughing. He's smiling. Bruno, that's the name of the song. Oh, okay. Oh, I, okay. The, I, I know the name of the song. It's the only reason. I'm sure. <laughs> Always, always doubting, always doubting him, always doubting. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> Anything else before we close it down? I feel like we closed down, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. What is your What is your rating for this, oh. Jonesy? Hey, Nick. I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no go ahead. No. Say, no, no. <laughs> no, none of the jokes fell flat for me, and I, I think that that mm. really mattered, mm. and the message came through, and so I think. Oh, that how did your kids are, like it? Oh, they loved it. Um, so these little bastards, they, I went to get a pizza and I was like, Hey, we're going to watch turning red when I get back. And I don't even think I said it like that. I just told them that it was there and we were going to watch it. And they said, okay. Oh, so they was, they started without you, didn't they? I went to get a pizza. And when I came back, little like laughing up, like, I was like, you little bastards. So <laughs> rewind but, that shit. <laughs> well, so then I started watching it downstairs and they stopped where they were watching it, came down to eat the pizza and stayed through the rest of the movie. So oh. that's how much they were wa- enjoying. They basically watched it one and a half times um, in well, that kids, first night. So. At that age, I figured you would just rewind it anyway and they would have been into it. Yeah, no, I would have been. Not my when kids. I was that age, fickle. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's watch it again. I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. Oh, your kids are fickle because I watched, I remember I got the Aristocats as a gift and I watched it five times that same day. Did you have an iPad? No. Did you have a Switch? <laughs> no. Right? Like, like, I think it is a tremendous compliment to this movie given all of the entertainment choices 
that they had. It's like, you know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Um, I think that given all of the entertainment choices they had in addition to their toys, the fact that they came down and watched it almost again just says a lot about how good this movie was, at least to them. And I enjoyed it just as much. Interesting. Well, Nick, what were your thoughts? What is your rating for this movie? I'll go A minus. Probably wouldn't watch it again. Probably wouldn't watch it again, but I liked it. Why wouldn't you watch it again? I just don't rewatch. I don't know. I like crying. You don't rewatch. That is the biggest no, no, pile no, no, of bullshit no, 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 I've no. ever heard in my life. No, I, this, you let me finish the sentence. I don't he started coughing. I didn't rewatch a lot of the animated, the, a lot of the Pixar movies, except mm-hmm. for like I'd say up in the Toy Story movies. I was okay. much younger when Toy Story came out. So you're going to give it a B plus, aren't you? I think I'm going to give it a B plus. Uh, no, A minus. I think A minus. No, you got bullied into giving it an A. No, I thought about it. I said B plus and didn't feel right. A minus felt right. I almost I wasn't gonna say B plus until Jonesy said A, and I'm like, he's right. I should go a little bit higher. A minus. <laughs> That's not the reason I went higher. Just to be clear, it was more of no, a feeling of saying B plus like. didn't feel good. A minus feels great. Um, it is like I said, it's a consistent high level throughout, but the peaks I felt like I wish were higher. Mm. Uh, and I wish I wish it had gone the Pixar route and made me cry. Didn't make me cry, which is not a necessity, but you know it would have been nice. It would have been nice, but it's a it's an immensely rewatchable movie for me. Like I said, I've watched it like five times. We're gonna get a cartoon. So Disney likes to do cartoon spinoffs of their stuff or into a series. Oh, like a Disney Plus or even yeah. Disney XD if that even exists anymore. Maybe. Like yeah. Turning, like uh, Betamax or whatever. I seem like this is a very easy <laughs> Baymax. one to do. Never, I haven't seen Big Hero 6, even though it's Marvel. and It's not very good. It's okay. not very good. I don't it's like fine. it. Yeah, it's fine. I hear this Stanley mad. cameo at the end, so that's, I've seen it. <laughs> um, I'm, I feel like of the things that they have done, this would be a very easy one to do mm-hmm. mm. i would want to i mean i probably wouldn't watch a tv show about it but yeah you could have the adventures of the red panda well i don't like the way you pitched it just now adventures <laughs> like of it. the red panda i think that there is a story and a mythology behind that panda that you could fold into a show and so while she's discovering who she is you get to also have this other mystical element to it with the panda especially like i mean i would also the original just person like... who had it flew up in the air with her I would also just like a, a nice yeah. slice of life show. You could do both. Grow up. I feel like that is the same show. Mm. You could each season, they could get a year older. See a different year of school. Anyway, I've gone too far. <laughs> Harry I'm Potter much? Just, well, or Spider-Man recently. Spooderman. All right. I feel like we can, we can shut it down. So, dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM has other great content. Where else? LRMonline.com, as well as the Genreverse Podcast Network. Nick Dahl, where can you be found? I'm at TV Nick Dahl on Twitter. And this week, Kyle and I finally recorded our Fantastic Four commentary. And the movie is way more enjoyable than I remember. Not fan force. Why do you say finally? You say finally. Finally, like. We've been trying to do it for weeks. Like, no, like last, we were supposed to do it last week. No one knows that. And I lost my cord. Well, no almost knows, saying no finally one, because we've, that. we've been going weeks without a show. But you're like, usually you're we're doing weekly. like 
you're doing like inside baseball stuff. Nobody knows that you I know, and struggling to the schedule. And like, there's no truth in lending here. No one, no one I'm cares. Just saying, you life has gotten in the way, and we, we try to give you weekly shit. And we're going back. You're to that talking about night. you're talking about like a what is it? Late '90s, early 2000s, 2005. Yeah, it's fine. You're you're right on time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jammer. Thank you. Where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at JamTheWriter and all my stuff under the name AJ Serna on Amazon and Audible. And you can check out the whole City of Mages novel on RoyalRoad.com, or at least the initial draft of it. We're going to be doing revisions of that. Going to be sending it off to an editor middle of next month and then getting finalized from there. So we're approaching the end of this of this book, this journey. And I'm excited. I hear it's good. I just don't know how to read so you guys should check it out. I don't know how you don't read. How do you not read? <laughs> you should find a book that you like and read it. I mean, halfway through book. it. How long That's have you been halfway one. through it? Years since the first movie came out. <laughs> I'm not like I'm ever going back to it. I'm just saying that's that's the equivalent of reading like five books. No, it's it not. Is. It's the equivalent of reading one book. It's, it's five hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's a thousand pages long. You read one, you read half of it. It's 500 pages. It's a book. Too long to begin the training. Let's end this shit. Too old. Too old. Not too old. I did my part. Y'all know where you can find me. Be there. Or be square. Until the next one. Asa lasagna. Elginiania. Mission. It's here, Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton Tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.